Welcome to Jake and Afraid. I'm your host, four-time Naked and Afraid survivalist, Jake Nodar. Join me as I recap each new Naked and Afraid episode, guest hosted by some of the show's favorite alumni. Each week, we'll recap each episode with a perspective only a survivalist of the show can give. Now let's get naked. Hello and welcome to Jacob and Afraid. Today I am joined by seven-time survivalist and one of the current stars of Last One Standing. He is a wild man and I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous about what might come out of his mouth today. The one and only Gary Golding. Thanks for being here, Gary. What's up, Jake? How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. How have you been since filming? I've been playing on the beach in California. I have a business where I take people like kayaking with whales and snorkeling with sea lions. So I get, you know, I play in paradise for a living. So, you know, I've been good. I've been really good. Oh, that's awesome. Now, how can people find out about that? Uh, one way is to uh, GaryGolding.com slash tours, uh, my tours page, or also Tarzan of Los Angeles on Instagram. And uh, you just message me and say, hey, I want to do one of these fun tours. And I set it up. I even do survival classes. Oh, that's awesome. Well, let's dive right in. It was another very exciting episode. I'm not going to lie. I am officially sucked in. This is Last One Standing, Season 1, Episode 6, Burned and On Notice. We pick up on Day 21, and we were left. The cliffhanger was who gets Matt and who gets Jeff. And we start with Cheney, and she just says, fuck. And I think everybody knows right away, Cheney, Sarah, and you got Jeff and the team doesn't look thrilled. How, how was that for you? For me, it's interesting. You, you saw me smiling as he walked up and you saw me being the one talking to him. Oh man, that looks heavy. And I gave him a very cordial uh, welcome. And I also, you know, we're stuck with whatever happens out there, you know, whether it's a hyena outside the Boma or a lion in the distance and so for me, I'm like, well, hey, you know, I'm I'm Gary. I just I smile and laugh through everything. I'm going to make the best of this. And and I don't hate Jeff. You see, he's just a game piece. So I'm not really emotionally invested. I'm just answering the game piece the way the game piece is behaving for each individual. Well, while you guys are uh, welcoming Jeff, I use that term loosely, uh, we hear in the background Stephen Waz and Dan rejoicing as as Matt walks into their camp and I want to tell you that was hard because ours was somber and down <laughs> and there, hey, there, theirs was a roar I, I heard roaring three times in a row yeah <laughs> and so so there's this roaring celebration and ours is like a morning <laughs> Oh, it definitely was. It looked like it was a commercial for like an antidepressant. Like it just panned around and everybody was just like on the verge of tears. Dick, hey, here's what I said. I don't think it ever made it on there. But I said, when Jeff, when I walked in and then especially when Jeff walked in, the girls looked like they ate a piece of cat shit. <laughs> <laughs> now we find out pretty quickly that the next migration day isn't until day 32 so that's quite the change up so you're now 11 days as this team and i think they said day 28 is when there'll be a test of your primitive skills now when you heard this i mean are you thinking this might be the first elimination challenge yes because here's here's what's happening the fans i think are starting to learn 
they they don't quite know yet, and, and we're not sure either if uh, when the challenges are going to start having eliminations. Because if mm-hmm. there's too many of us, they got to get rid of us. But right. for now, right, nature is weeding them out. You know, Stacy got sick, Gwen got sick, uh, Amber got hypothermia, Wes just had enough of nature, uh, yeah. right? And so, yeah. so now. Let's say nature kept weeding us down. There would not need to be elimination challenges. So we know that it's getting down like maybe it needs. So we're all wondering, dude, and we're and we're on the edge of our seats too, just as you are as a as a fan, right? And yeah. so we're like, uh oh, day twenty eight. You know, is this the day? And we're gonna find out. The next eleven days, you guys are gonna be in zone four. There is a lot of wild game, open savannas snakes scorpions etc and it looks to be a pretty nice spot coming from where you were and you right off the bat have your first task and that is to build a raised platform bed that's going to support the entire team and as soon as i heard that i was like i think this could work in your guys favor because there's a couple of those boys are some chunky monkeys they don't talk that way about was (laughs) <laughs> I was not naming anyone. They have some big boys. Waz alone is the two girls. He's a 320-pound man. Yeah, yeah. They needed, like, <laughs> those load-bearing beams. <laughs> you guys get right to it. It seems like the boys' club is working in harmony. We see Sarah and Cheney out looking for bamboo. And I, I think the girls were you. You've had conversations with Jeff. I feel like the girls were definitely not on that same page quite yet. They they looked very unhappy. You know, Cheney says if Jeff pulls that barter shit, she'll cut off his nuts. You know, Sarah makes a good point. Sarah's like, you know what? I just need to stay focused on the platform bed because you know that's the best thing to do. And I told Cheney, if you cut those suckers off, I get to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would expect nothing less. The boys uh, pretty quickly assemble theirs and they put theirs to the test smartly. They put the big boys on the outside and they put Dan and Steven in the middle and success, it it holds their weight so they're free to look for the additional items. Waz comes over and basically lets your team know, I guess it was, was it just Jeff at the time? But he just, just basically let them know that they were done. Hey, I was standing there too. Yeah. I was back up in there, like, assembling the thing, you know? Well, well, first, of course, you know, Waz says that they're done, so they get to go look for items. And that's clearly a trigger for Jeff, because items and Jeff just go hand in hand together. This is what I live for! The others, you know, go out and they start working. Jeff is, like, kind of going frantically now, because he's like, okay, they're out there looking. We need those items. And he cuts himself. The medic is called... I thought it looked like a glorified paper cut, but I wasn't there, so... Uh, I, I looked at it, and it was like, ooh, like, it was a good cut, but, like, could it, it could be infected or something. And it, it did need a couple stitches. Did I was thinking in my mind I was tempted, shit, I'd pour crazy glue on that sucker. But, but yeah, it was a little nasty because it was completely zigzagged because it was a saw. It wasn't a blade. Matt, Stephen, and Dan are out looking for the kill. Cheney and Sarah come back to camp with a bunch of bamboo. And with your help, you guys get that knocked out. Hey, let me tell you, me and my family were watching last night. Theirs did not look two feet off the ground. And mm. and I was like, what the? That's not two feet, man. I wish I could go back and measure that and find out. So 
we over-engineered ours. I over-engineered it. And that's why they finished so fast. And I was like, I was like, oh, man. Like, you know, I, I could have done it. Once I found out I could have done it like that, you know, I was like, it bothered me. But I was like, hey, big deal, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what we, we talked about it in one of the past episodes with Jeff's fire-hardened spear that looked like a club, you know. But, but as Dan, I think, was the guest at the time, he pointed out, hey, he did just enough to pass the challenge, so why not, you know? I mean, you're not going to spear anything with it, but, you know, you might be able to club somebody over the head, so there's that. But, yeah, it's like... <laughs> If, if you know, I guess with those challenges, it's like you do just enough to kind of pass the test. Well, you, Sarah and Cheney, head out looking for the items. Once you guys are out there, Jeff is talking about how he feels like he has been left behind. And I, I, I don't know. What, did, what were your thoughts when you saw that? I'll tell you my thoughts on that. Because even my, my, my niece's boyfriend was like, well, you're on Jeff's team now. I said, no, 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 no. You're reading that wrong. My team is the seven. I'm in a camp with Jeff now. <laughs> mm, that's a good way of putting it. And, and I have to work with him now as a semi-team, right? And yeah. so I said, so you're seeing it. The viewer sees it as now we are teams. And we're like, no, we are not teams. <laughs> well, he was he was definitely feeling like the victim per use. The boys club are hot on the trail of the leopard kill matt once again smells death and they find the leopard kill it's an impala it's a young young buck but still i mean substantial substantial enough out there to be a pretty significant meal or several you cheney and sarah are looking for a double cache or uh, as some are calling a cache out of nowhere, we have a clip of Waz submerging like a submarine from the water. It was very bizarre. There was no setup. It wasn't like Waz is going out looking for fishing items. It was literally Waz just rising from the water. Yeah, hey, that reminded me of the scene in Apocalypse Now. Mm. horror. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was... I was like, that's some Apocalypse Now stuff. Uh, he almost finds the item, but it turns out to be a stick. So that was disappointing. We are back to you, Sarah and Cheney. Cheney spots an item and says, even a blind squirrel finds nuts. Uh, her quotes throughout this season have uh, just really inspired me. They are, they are very interesting. And obviously, with the item being up in the tree, you felt the need to climb for it, which is not a surprise. Uh, you are the... The group Spider Monkey. Sarah, of course, has other suggestions for you. Some that might she thinks are safer. But you being the, the avid climber that you are. Hey, did you see that? I'm up there doing the splits, handling a machete like 20 feet in the air. <laughs> I made sure to note about your aerial splits. I'm almost doing Jake Nodar splits up there. <laughs> I was very impressed by your flexibility. And thank God for that blur. I could have seen your molars otherwise. Spider Monkey Gary comes through. It was a great success. Arrows and two large pelts. Hey, you... Jake, if you were there to see those splits, you would have fallen in love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. How could you not? It was, it was amazing. You, without even skipping a beat, just said, these pelts are for you girls. And, you know, you knew they were 
have been very cold and you know whether it's a play in the game or not it seemed very genuine and it was it was very nice to see well i'll be i'll be straight up jake it's like this i I, i'm very known for my fire and and so i'm like this i'm like i don't need no freaking pelts man i like like and i'm sorry some women don't like this there's this weird thing about now chivalry ain't dead man i roll that way like and and i share so i'm like i don't need them and not only that if it started raining, they exist. I got five in my camp. Now I just throw them over our head and we and we're cool. I'm good. Those are going to be mine in some way, right? So, right. so you know, I mean, I'm like, here, man. You guys need blankets, apparently. I'm cool. Well, it was nice to see. They certainly appreciated that. We see the boys stash the Impala to keep looking for items. I genuinely felt nervous about this because I feel like that's such a big find. And knowing how Jeff plays the game, Matt talks about the game being like chess. And after hearing Waz talk so much about 3D chess, I say, unless it's 3D chess, I don't want to hear about it. Jeff is now out looking for items, but has no idea where you guys are. Hey, Jake, here's why. We we know if we find them, there are possessions to our group. And we don't want Jeff to find it because cause check it out. Why would you want the person that hoards everything to be the one that finds it? It doesn't make sense. So we're like, hey, whatever you find, I find. Whatever I climb and get, you climb and get. And so we're like, let's make sure. And it'll get utilized where it needs to get utilized. Not so some person could hoard and have too much crap. Which is pretty interesting. So we have this big merge, but it's still very much the same two teams. I mean, it's it's basically everyone against Jeff. And he did. I mean, from from the very start of this challenge, I feel like he... He brought all of this on himself. So we we have Matt and Steven, you know, on the map there are these things where I guess if you locate two trees, two of them had porcupine shoe marks on it. The other two had, uh, I think there were leopard scratches. And then in between the two trees is a cache of some sort. So we have them out looking for this. They, they end up finding the two porcupine shoe marks. And then they go to the middle and they locate a hide that is sectioned into four pieces. It was great. They celebrated. And then Dan goes to give Matt a high five and then brushes his hair instead. I don't think it was intentional, but it looked like it looked pretty amazing. They, they, they keep going. They want to locate the leopard scratch trees now so they can find this other item. And there is Jeff. You know, immediately everybody gets awkward and uncomfortable and Matt tries to say something about, you know, how the item somewhere within that vicinity. Jeff knows at this point that nobody's going to tell him the truth. The boys tell Jeff that they found the meat cache and Jeff says, does that mean we're all eating tonight? That's the first time I saw that and that I was like, I I cracked me up. (laughs) Oh, it was it was amazing because I mean, it was Followed by this like awkward silence of just like nothing, maybe some crickets chirping for about ten seconds, and eventually Matt says, uh, "No, we're playing by your rules." <laughs> so it was great. I thought it was well played on Matt's part, and Jeff walks away to continue looking for items, and you hear the boys celebrating in the background, making Jeff think that they had more success, and you know. Jeff is just looking more and more sad. And I'm sure at this point, he's he's got to be questioning his tactics yeah, at hey, this point. I think they should have called this this episode, actually, like uh, Humble Pie by the Fire or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, he was definitely served a slice on this episode. You could you could see it hitting, and I, I mean, I feel like as we progress, you know, he he looks like he's starting to panic a little bit, and as he should, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like maybe I didn't play my cards right, but and, and, hey, and you see me sitting, you see me separately alone sitting him down like an elder and trying to have a talk with him about it. Yeah. So I'm kind of being like that. I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to make him be introspective and say, don't you think, Jeff, that maybe you know if you because he he didn't know how much he missed out on. He, there's other stuff he didn't know about. Oh, he's definitely going through it on this episode. We get back to your camp, and after learning that you very kindly gave the the pelts to the girls, Jeff offers you one of his thirteen hides, which I thought was, you know, a little after the fact, but you know, I guess better late than never. I, I just I don't know. I feel like he's. In his head, he's one step ahead of the game, but I feel like watching it back, he's one step behind. We see the boys, they are field dressing the Impala. Waz comes back and was not successful with finding the fishing item. He says that he was quite cold from being in the water and his nipples totally agreed with that statement. He rubbed, well, he rubbed by me walking past me that day and I was like, whoa, those things are sharp. <laughs> it's going to be seven stitches. <laughs> back at your camp... They're talking about how you had just disappeared. This scene was so great. <laughs> you're like, you're like just gone. And then the girls decide to get up and leave. And it's just everybody going to this party over at the other teams. <laughs> and there's Jeff just sitting there. They needed some sad violin music in the background. There's mm. Jeff sitting there crying about how he's not being treated friendly because nobody wants to quote unquote share. <laughs> I mean, this is literally the definition of karma. Just playing out right in front of our eyes. It was fantastic. It cuts to you guys all over there having this like crazy feast. It reminded me there's a show called Yellow Jackets out now where they're basically in a plane crash and they become a bunch of cannibals. It looked very much like that. You guys are all just gorging on meat, like having having a good old time. And then we cut back to Jeff doing a really creepy diary cam. It's, this is how life works, right? In order to help, to, 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 as soon as you start blaming yourself, you'll actually start working on yourself. I know that he has definitely not gotten to that point yet. <laughs> but, you know, fingers crossed it happens soon. We get to day 22, and I had no idea. It ended up being a sleepover feast. You guys slept at their camp. It was like a slumber party. Uh, no, no, no. I can oh, tell okay. you something. Okay. I'll tell you, and it's okay to tell you, uh, because what uh, what happens is uh, <laughs> this is kind of interesting because we all go walking back to camp at night. And there's Jeff like, <laughs> like, hey, what's up? And then in the morning we get up and walk away and get to go have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, Jake. I almost wish they would have showed us arriving back that night because it would. Hey, what's up? And like, we're all, we're all. Hey, we're, we all do have a little bit of that feeling of like when you show up late and your parents are waiting up for you. We have that feeling. We're all like a little ashamed, like we chewed up the like the dogs that chewed up the master shoe, right? And and then in the morning, we get up, and we walk away, and get to go have breakfast. You know, and we were having a hey, Jake. We were having dinner and breakfast for days. I mean, even though it didn't look like a huge Impala, that's still, that's significant meat out there. I mean, you know, I think about like how much like a single tilapia feels like such a huge success. And then when you get game like that, it's like that will feed a family for a while. That's uh, 
That was a pretty pretty good score. We we also are seeing this point day twenty two. Cheney, despite having this great feast, you see her start thinking about home, which always makes me nervous. I feel like that's just it's like sinking sand when you start allowing those thoughts into your brain. It is really hard to to rally and recover from that. She just mentions a few things. She doesn't get into it too much, but definitely made me a little nervous. You talk about how you feel bad for Jeff not getting any food, and you sneak back and you give him some prized neck meat. I want to know, I mean, he gave you the pelt, so was it because of that? Was it a deeper strategy? Was it because you were just trying to teach him a little lesson on kindness? What was what was your real? You know, Jake. It's now. This is beautiful. I love this question. It's nuanced, right? It's kind of like a little of all the above because I love Jeff, and now what I tell people in my social media is like sometimes we got to spank our child because we love them, right? I'm old enough to be Jeff's dad. I'm 20 years older than Jeff, and so sometimes we got to spank our child out of love, and so so I'm like I'm having a hard time watching. This guy that I, I love and care about suffer, but I'm hoping he'll wake up. And so I'm looking at it as a teaching moment and I'm mm-hmm. looking at it as also a thank you moment. But also I have to now what you're witnessing is Cheney having a problem because she's having a tough time in that camp with Jeff. I want to make it nice over there. We have to make our home a place to be that's funny and fun and comfortable Jeff makes an effort to be a team player and basically tries to apologize to the girls. I think basically doing what you just kind of said with trying to make the camp nice and peaceful. I feel like you doing it was one thing. When Jeff tried to do it, the girls were just like, uh, hell no. Uh, Sarah shuts him down immediately and calls him manipulative. Cheney should never play poker because the looks that she gives Jeff could kill. I think, you know, Cheney ends up adding, which again, another Cheney amazing comment. Your slate is clean with me, but don't you try to sneak a sunrise past a rooster. <laughs> it's just like, I think I replayed it like three times to make sure I heard it correctly, but I was like, I need that t shirt. Yeah, I had to ask my brother. I said, what did she say? And then he told me and it was funny. <laughs> it was great. It, I mean, she said the, the slate is clean, but, you know, it was like, eh, I don't know if I buy that. And I, you know, fully support Cheney with that. You know, having seen what she's seen so far, I don't know that I would be able to do what you did and try to, like, smooth everything out because I am capable of being a huge bitch. Props to you because that, that is not easy to try to play nice and kind of be forced into a camp with somebody that you don't really want to be in camp with. Sarah and Jeff are out fishing. Jeff seems genuinely surprised that he's being so friendly and he even mentions that he considers himself good company. <laughs> I mean, it's like the fact that he's that shocked by that kind of blew my mind. You know, I will tell you something. Uh, Jeff in camp at night by the fire, he was great company. He was great company to uh, hang out with and laugh by the fire with. Uh, he loved talking about food the whole time. So it was very, he kept it light, you know. Sarah gets a nice tilapia and they call it a day. Sarah decides to kind of go the same route that you did and give Jeff the the whole fish in hopes of teaching him about kindness. Same thing that you were talking about. And then, of course, it cuts to Jeff saying, it's a guilt fish. And and, and to tell you the truth, 
I'm, Sarah and I bonded over that, you know, and and uh, I think she was also her also seeing a potential teaching moment. You know, it was it was kind of like Sarah and I having faith in Jeff. I, that was a faith fish. As he's eating, found a way to spin it into something negative. That's what I did notice. I did notice it's like, you know what, don't just just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the goddamn fish. Everything could be spun into negative. A guilt fish or not, you're eating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Be great. Jake, what about gratitude? Yeah. Gratitude instead of attitude. (laughs) (laughs) So Waz is out swimming, hasn't located the items. And then on the way back, he runs into Jeff. And that's when Waz finds out that Sarah had given this fish to Jeff. And apparently there is a very clear do not feed Jeff rule laid out. And uh, Waz is not a happy camper at all. So, okay. And now, and I want to point this out a very clear rule from four people that have to live from a distance with a point of privilege to judge our situation. That's a good point. Me and Sarah have to live there with him at night. Yeah. We have to make our home nice too. They get to be all cheery and, <laughs> and, and have good morale. And we're like, hey, man, like ease up. First of all, I'm going to just use my name and maybe Sarah could go along. I'm Gary Golden. I don't follow no one. You ain't my daddy. Mm -hmm. Like if I agree with you, we agree and I'll, and I'll, I'll do my best to play by the rules, but don't be judging us, man. We're trying to cope. And I told him one time, I said, so, so you're setting the rules. Like what if I decide to set the rules? What is there like a chief that I don't know about? want to make the rules motherfucker i'm the rule maker you know i'm kind of thinking like that right well it, it was like, weird because you it did really seem like it started turning into this hierarchy at this point you see was at one point where it really started feeling like chief vibes you know he's laying down like flat out but kind of letting everybody know how it's going to be played and and i think it's understood by everybody I, at this point like you don't ever act like my chief you're never i don't have a fucking chief right as soon as you get chiefed up on me you're going to create a rebel. Waz ends up going back to the boys and reports what he found out. Sarah shortly after comes into camp and tries to explain what she did. Waz is pissed. He's just straight up pissed off. And Hey, let me tell you something. Waz yelled at me a lot harder than me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at the time, I just looked at it because I was understanding because I, you know, I love Waz. And I kind of and I kind of let him yell at me, and I just explained myself. I I said, okay, I'm not going to ramp up. I'm not going to yell back. I'm gonna I'm gonna let my my friend that I was with for 21 days, who who gave me a lot of things, I'm gonna let him vent. To me, I let him flow, and I let him yell at me, and I was like, okay, we're cool. You got it out of your system. <laughs> so this is after you had let them know that you fed Jeff. That's when he he laid into you. Yes, yes, I understood their viewpoint. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I. Hey, I hear you guys, but you guys got to hear me, you know, like it's tough over there. Right. Because I'm sure they're looking at it like, well, they're feeding you and then you end up looking great with Jeff, but they end up still looking shitty. You know, so everybody, I feel like everybody's wheels are turning 24 seven and I feel like it's not going to get cute as the days go on because I feel like some people can handle those wheels turning and some people turn into huge bitches when the wheels turn a lot. So I'm excited for upcoming episodes for that very reason. Day 23, the boys club go out looking for the item and 
it was the item that they had pretended to find the day before when Jeff was close by. Cheney joins them. Matt finds some animal feces, and lo and behold, underneath the feces is some cordage. Matt says, if you got rope, you got hope. And I'm going to say, Matt, you should leave the one-liners to Cheney. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe Gary. Uh, We're back to you. And uh, you are out looking for weaver eggs, which seemed like quite, quite a smart idea. It was basically like a really easy Easter egg hunt. Uh, Obviously, you had to eat a couple raw. I always ate them raw. They're too small to cook. And... And you can, and most people don't know you can eat eggs raw. You know, you raise chickens. Yeah, yeah. When they, when they're raised healthy, you know, the movie Rocky. You know, when I was a kid, he drank those raw eggs. We all started drinking raw eggs and running around the block and lifting weights. And so I'm eating them raw because it only makes sense. And then here's a funny thing: it doesn't make it in. But you see me handing them all eggs, right? Yeah, yeah. So Dan bites into one, and it's got a baby chicken in it. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> And he's like, oh, man, that's got a baby bird in it. And I'm all, all right, man. Delicioso. Right. Yeah. You bring the eggs kind of as as a sort of apology for feeding Jeff. And Matt says that they're going to need to keep an eye on you because they can't trust you anymore. Jeff is getting ready to go out fishing. But first he decides to kick the pot of boiling water into his shoe and burns his foot I mean, it seems like another injury just from him kind of being a little frantic and careless. And I know, like, this is not to fault him because, I mean, we all know 20-some days out there, malnourished, you start getting a little careless. Maybe maybe, maybe you're getting a little clumsy because you know how it is when we get hungry out there. I mean, and you get hungry. So I'm watching this happen and I'm thinking, huh. Maybe a little honey and Impala would have been nice. Maybe, maybe you're getting a little, uh, you know, maybe you're getting a little lightheaded. Yeah, right? you're starting to get those little blackout moments and things like that that do happen if you're if you're running low on fuel. And within within a couple of days, Jeff has a second injury. They need to call the medic in, and they show his foot, and you can't really see too much. But I think it was more the camera angle. You know, I, you know, they said something about his skin coming off. The medic tells him not to go into the water, not to get it wet, which... Another thing where you can't go in the water, right? And we're at a river, and I'm out there in the river getting eggs, right? And so so now he's cut off from a food source. <laughs> yeah. Another one. Yeah. And we got to point out, Jeff didn't get eggs either. So Jeff didn't get honey, impala, eggs. Now, the thing is, how's that strategy working out, folks? And on top of it, so I'm sitting there, with all this knowledge, I know about the eggs. I know about all of it. And I'm watching him get clumsy and I'm and I'm in the know and I'm like, you know, oh, is this uh is this gonna keep happening? And and old Gary, who's known for playing risky and loose and uh, maybe getting hurt a little bit, is watching some of these uh, old school vets kind of get some injuries. Well that that sucks not to be able to go into the water. I also thought about like whenever I'm out there if I go off and blast a dookie, I always want to go in the water and wash my ass. And he doesn't have that luxury anymore. So he's going to start getting those blurs on his butt. Hey, Jake, Jake, do you see my back in this Oh, you, thank you for bringing that up. So my partner, Jay, actually was mentioning your back looked all messed up. Steven's arm was really red. There was things like, I, what, what was it? Were it thorns? What, what was going on? Now, we're out there. 
and Waz and, and them are going, dude, you're back. But what it is, and you know, when it's that cold out there, we sleep inches from the fire. Uh, so I'm cooking my skin in order to keep my core a certain temperature. But I'm willing to sacrifice my skin for my sleep, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm cooked. I'm literally, like, literally cooked. Crispy. That is my back just being, like, right next to a fire. Wow. You smelled like a roast turkey. Day 24, uh, the boys' club are out looking for the last remaining item. They were in the water. They basically make a grid and are looking for it. And this this one seems like it's been the toughest to find so far. All four of them in there for four hours, and they can't locate it. And they kind of risk first reward. Waz mentioned something about we're burning way too many calories. Let's go back to camp and decide to try you know, to look for that on another day. They head back to camp, and the remaining meat that they had laid out to basically dry out like biltong was the the air was not hot enough so it looks like flies had laid some eggs in there it looks like there was some maggots i mean i feel like you would look at that and be like oh my god the meat just got better i was standing there and I, they were talking about those little maggots on there and i did say i i was like i just eat it like that yeah you know i i was like just eat it like that here i'll I, I was kind of like a little nervous, but I knew better. They, those guys are tough, so they they wouldn't throw it away. But I was like, but if you think about it, I don't care how many maggots are on it. Let me know before you do anything. Don't, with don't, that, you know? don't waste that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they decide to boil it to salvage, which was it. smart. Yeah, 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 I agree. Went in doubt, boil the shit out of everything. Cheney is working on making a thatched roof. Jeff says if he wasn't injured, he'd help. Which. It's really sweet. I mean, it is the thought that counts out there. Uh, despite knocking out the shelter, Cheney is still kind of in that funk and is thinking more and more about home. Stephen and Matt go out for a joint hunt by the watering hole. They spot something, but no luck. Day 25, the boys club go to talk to Jeff. This is, you know, kind of weird. It was like tribal council is is coming to address him and they basically it, it starts out quite simple they basically say hey we are simply playing by the rules that you chose to play by like that was it was very simple this is why we're not feeding you i i think they were just trying to spell it out i don't know that it really needed to what you saw there mm -hmm. is a bunch of people saying jeff please let us share with you we actually want to share with you but we can't. It was it was such a frustrating conversation because me as a, a, a viewer heard that message loud and clear. Jeff, you know, immediately starts referring to everybody as bullies and says it's personal. And they're like, no, it's not personal. It's just the game. And he somehow feels like because it's seven against one that it's not fair and that he's being bullied. But when, in fact, he was the one that decided to play that way. Jeff chose this, and we all are like, well, this is how you're treating... As an individual, seven of us view it this way. This is how you're treating me, so now I'm going to treat you this way. You just happen to be treating all seven of us like this. <laughs> yeah, it was It was such a, just like a, a simple, straightforward conversation that then just spiraled. At one point, 
we find out that Waz at some point called Jeff a piece of shit, which I don't think they, I don't remember seeing that. Maybe I missed that in a previous episode or. Waz is laying back on a rock and they're all, and Jeff's standing over them and they're talking and Jeff and Waz goes, you just, and I think it got bleeped out too. Okay, that's why. Okay. And, he, and he goes, he goes, you're just a piece of shit. That's it. You know, and, or maybe I could do Waz's ass. You're just a piece of shit, Mike. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but, Good day, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So he casually calls him a piece of shit while he's laying on the rocks. I remember I saw that. Okay. And what you, what I want to stress, if Jeff would have given Sarah or Cheney a pelt, yeah. I would have given him honey. Yeah. Because it's not even that for me. The fact that you display that you're part of the team and you're sharing with any one of us, not even for me, these people that claim they're cold. Like I said, Gary don't need no pelt. But if you would have given the ones that are suffering one, I would have said, Jeff, here's some honey. Yeah. Well, instead, we have that clip of him with wrapped in three hides talking about how he needs to get out and walk in the cool air because he's overheating. You know, and then for him to talk about like other people playing this and being mean and bullying, it's like there's a girl out there on the verge of hypothermia that could cause her to go to the hospital and you're sitting there gloating about how warm you are. Don't say you're yes. being bullied. Don't say that. Jake, here's the best analogy I came up with. Jeff is that kid when we're all playing on the playground and then that kid starts playing rougher than everyone and he's like hitting you and bumping you. And, and, and us, us other kids start going, dude, did he do that to you too? Yeah, he, he elbowed me. Really? And so all of us other kids go, all right, all right, let's bring it to this motherfucker and show him how that feels. And so we all start elbowing him back and fucking with him. And then he goes to the teacher and cries, I'm being bullied. It's like, oh, you little tattletale. No, you were dishing it out. And so we said, all right, we're going to play rough, motherfucker. We're all playing rough with you because you don't know their line of respect. And we're going to play the way you want to play. And then you go and tattletale. You don't go tattletale, man. Once you start playing rough, if you can't handle rough, you invited the game, bro. You invited the game. Well, it's, yeah, the, the whole bully thing is just so absurd. And, like, up until this point, like, granted, I, I don't necessarily agree with the way he's playing, but he's playing the game. You know, I, I give him his credit there. But then to make yourself constantly the victim because of how you've chose to play the game, no, that's not that's not how it works. At first, I was on board. I was like, you know, you do you. You know, I, I don't see this ending well, and I would certainly never play like that. But whatever, you know, it's it's a game, and it's all new, uncharted territory. But I think we're really starting to see that he shot himself in the foot, uh, or I should say poured boiling water on his foot. The conversation just, it gets to the point where it's just hurting my face. I mean, it's like going in circles it's not getting anywhere steven gets really upset he starts crying i mean it really starts going into like real housewives territory i feel like if people had cocktails they would have been throwing them at each other's faces at this point you didn't see me there i wasn't there oh interesting where were you i was out hunting oh good for you wow skipping the drama to get some survival done i like it well, that's that's where we we finish out the episode. It was no big cliffhanger. It's just more like it's things are coming to a head. We finish out the episode. Let's touch on this with Matt walking away, but then coming back and yelling in his face. Mm. That's the first time I saw it, and I was thinking to myself, I, I feel it. I'm not saying Matt's necessarily wrong for that, but as an audience, right, I almost felt like Matt would have been better off, like kind of like how I did. I talked to him nicely to just say. Jeff, you're not hearing us. 
I really want to share with you, but you refuse it and just walk away nicely. It would have served him better. And the fact of the matter is at this point, you guys have been out there for 25 days dealing with this bullshit like that. That adds up. That leads to frustration. So I, I kind of understand where Matt was coming from. We see everybody ends up leaving and then we see Jeff there kind of with like a smile on like, like, okay, you know, so I guess that's the cliffhanger. We're just... In other words, in, in other words, Jeff kind of all kind of maybe kind of inside knew that like, all right, I got some more ammunition. Well, that's it, it did. It was like, okay, what what is he up to? You know, is this actually a good like move that he's getting ready to play? You know, what what is happening? Or is it Jeff thinking that he's got a really good move to play, but it's going to be terrible? We don't know, but we will find out next week on episode seven. Thank you very much for taking the time to join me today. Oh, hey, it was it was my pleasure, Jake. I want to tell you something. I always tell people there's there's probably one person more funny than me, and that's Jake. He is more funny than me. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm quite a bit more handsome than you, but <laughs> well, that's uh, a stretch. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I sincerely appreciate you saying that. It has been, it has been fun getting to, to chat. And I want to thank all of you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And send any questions you have about the show to questions at jakeadnafraid.com. Join me next week for an all-new episode of Jake and Afraid. Until then, have a blessed week.